This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Snymer. A free-for-all Friday. You're asking to hear something I don't want to say. But if I do say it, I think you ought to hear it. You got anything on your chest besides your chin, you better get it off. All right, then you asked for it. Yes, we did. So lay it on us. Free-for-all Friday means you set the tone. Here is Libby Snymer. Good afternoon and welcome to this free-for-all Friday. And, of course, it's the day when we talk about what you want to talk about And where do we even start? There is so much going on here, really, really over the top. So there's the election. Are you even thinking about it yet? And if so, what are you thinking about it? There are a whole bunch of, you know, contradictory, I think, polling that's coming out. So on the one hand, it looks like Doug Ford and the progressive conservatives are quite a bit ahead. But on the other hand, the biggest issue, according to the biggest number of people, is healthcare. And people say they think the NDP would be best place to fix healthcare. So those things do not jive. Yesterday, we talked about Highway 413. And this is, there's a real divide between the PCs and the opposition parties, because the opposition parties say they would cancel it. They cite studies that say it would not save a lot of time. And there's a lot of local opposition to building these roads. A lot of people want it. But on the other hand, I talk to some people who oppose it and I say, well, is that what you're going to make your vote on? And they said, no. So uh, I would like to know, are you engaged? How are you engaged? If you want to tell us who you'd vote for, but even more so is it what is going to decide it for you? Uh, I've also heard from people who say this is going to be low turnout because there's not a big appetite for change and it's kind of a ho-hum. So again, want to hear from you about it. A lot of other things. It's gardening season. What about those leaf blowers? Do you think they should be banned in your municipality or at least restricted? The number is to call 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. Let's get started on the phones. Earl in Oakville. Hi, Earl. Hi, Libby. Nice to talk to you again. Nice. Um, I think everybody should go out and vote because you can't complain unless you vote. <laughs> Oh, okay. And, and is it like, is, is that what you want to get to? The complaining? Yeah, everybody should vote. Yeah. They should, no matter what party is, they should vote for whoever they feel like voting for. Because the, the low turnout, and then they complain about it, and they have no reason to complain because they didn't vote. And, uh, do you know who you're going to vote for? Well, you know, I'm really impressed with Dalguka and the Liberals. Um, he's bringing back grade 13, thank goodness, because I graduated from grade 13 many years ago. And when they faced it out, I didn't like it too much. And it really prepares a person for college or university. Okay, well, some people, I guess, and I can see that they might need to catch up. Uh, I, I, I went until grade 11 and then had an extra course and went to university. So yeah, I'm from the other end of the spectrum. Okay. You take care, Libby. Okay. Thank you, Earl. Okay. Uh, let us talk to Pat in Georgian Bay and Pat, you want to talk about Roe versus Wade. And that is a huge thing in the United States, a leaked draft. This is a personal, um, uh, comment. When I was nine or 10, one of our youth leaders was, we found out later, was pregnant. She had an illegal abortion and she died. Oh my God. That has changed my thought on abortion for my whole life. So, and here's the second interesting piece, or, or one that we've all talked about. We haven't reproduced ourselves since 1972. So, when my mother was 95, she said to me one day, you know, I haven't told you something. And it turned out that 
her mother was not my grandmother. Her mother was the aunt who had died. So, uh, you know, I say, well, what would I be here today if uh, there had been abortion in those days? And lastly, if they're going to introduce this law in the U.S., I think there should be an auxiliary law with it, which is any man who impregnates a woman and she's then forced to carry the baby, um, he has to pay the cost. It's as simple as that. You watch. They would run from that law very, very, very quickly if that were the case. I I would have imagined, I mean, that that is the law, more or less, but um, it's hard to get child support from a lot of men. But, uh, Pat, uh, thanks for your call. Thanks. Bye-bye. Okay. And Brian in Toronto, another thing we didn't have a chance to talk about yet, though we have talked about it in the past, and that is Andrea Horvath promising dental care. Good afternoon. Thanks for taking my call, Libby. Uh, I'm just curious. I've been hearing all kinds of weird stuff about this dental plan, where it's household income 90000 or lower, and then it's going to eventually mesh into the federal program, which is being promised, which is going to allow for free dental care for families of $200,000 a year or less. Uh, with all due respect, $200,000 a year fi- um, family income is a significant amount of money. You know, I-, I venture to guess a lot of families don't make that kind of money. And why would they not have private insurance, which can cover their dental bills and allow subsidized health care or dental care for people who really need it. Well, I, I, I agree with you. I want to check what the exact plan for that is, because, you know, to me, even 90,000, okay, if you don't have a plan, that, that can be a lot. $90,000 is not a huge amount of money to raise a family in a place like Toronto. Not but anymore. You're two, right. Not anymore. $200,000, like, really? I think you That's can pay your dental bills. And, 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 of course, like all things left wing, and I say that with respect because I do believe in the social network, but or social mesh, rather, not network, but I believe in the social mesh. But who's going to pay for all this stuff? Like billions of dollars to lower... Um, public transit to a dollar a fare. I mean, it sounds nice, but it's it's limited. And well, how does that help us long term? Just more deficit? Uh, well, uh, so so let me ask you this, Brian. What will decide your vote? Ultimately, I, I look for leadership, and I look for finding a way to, you know, pay down the deficit. We're saddling our children's children with these kind of debts, and I'm just wondering. Who's going to pay? I'm 65. I'm still working. I, I thank God I make a decent living. Um, but I'm just wondering where are my 20 something kids and God willing, when they have kids, who's going to take care of all this debt? Where's it? Well, there's, there is no party that is really looking at the debt because even the progressive conservatives who say they're the party that does that, well, they could have balanced the books next year, but instead they're waiting six years because they're throwing out all these goodies to have you vote for them. Well, that's that's typical election stuff, and half of that stuff never gets implemented anyway, and that's true of all the parties, I believe. <laughs> okay. Uh, anyway, great talking with you. Uh, I know you got a lot of callers, so I really appreciate you taking my call. Okay, thank you. Have a great day. Be you well. too. Okay, moving right along. Uh, Sita, you want to talk about leaf blowers? Yes. How are you, Libby? Fine. How are you? Good. Thanks. Uh, you have a great show going, and you have lots of callers, so I'll make this quick. So this is something other tongues can try to do. In Mississauga, we rake the leaves to the corpse side and the city pick it up. So ban the, the leaf blower because if people blow the leaves and they don't pick it up, it's just a waste of time and noise and pollution. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's not quite the same everywhere else, but uh, I can tell you in my neighborhood and, you know, frankly, most people aren't blowing their own leaves. They have lawn care companies that are coming and it's like, mm. <laughs> but some, I, I mean, when it's in, in the morning, it's uh, their lawn care companies. And when it's in the evening, when you're trying to enjoy, uh, uh, you know, some nice time in the backyard, it is the people themselves. So, yeah. yeah. And if they just blow the leaves and they don't bag it up, then it's just a waste of time, right? Because the wind will come and just, 
blow it all over again and there to go again, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, thank you so much. Take care, everyone. Okay. Bye-bye. Take Let me give the numbers out again, and people, please be patient. We will get to your calls. Whatever the subject is, the numbers 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. We've been talking about the election campaign. We've been talking about Doug Ford, Highway 413, Uh, Does that mean a lot to you? Is that what you'll make your choice on? Is it just going to be who you think is a better manager or leader? Is it going to be this dental plan? You know, when it was first announced by Jagmeet Singh at the federal level, a lot of people really, really liked it. And here, and I'm I'm looking into this very detailed... um, very, very detailed description of what Andrea Horvath is offering, and and apparently it'll be increased to include rich people when it's all in. Uh, And uh, some people don't think that is the right way to go. So 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. Let's go to Cheryl in Kingston. Hello, thank you for taking my call. I want to comment on the lack of general practitioners in the province of Ontario. So in Kingston, 30,000 people don't have one. That's just in the Kingston area. And it is definitely a problem with the government. So I don't know what we do, but I would like to see that fixed. And I guess, are you still there? I'm still there. And you know what? I'm, I'm not sure of the entire nature of the problem. There are people going into different specialties. Well, I know the nature as I understand it from an article that was written by CBC. So when you graduate as a general practitioner, our lovely government assumes that you're going to go into general practice. That apparently is not true, and a lot of general practitioners do go to a, a specific, um, a specific um, specialty field, yeah, and do not practice as general fa- pr- practitioners with family medicine. And well, so, in our area, because we have queens and blah 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 blah, they say we have enough. The truth is we don't have enough. And I I have a big issue with cancer. I won't take up your time. But because of my anomaly is so weird, I I am told by the specialist I can't keep seeing different people all the time because they don't understand the issue. Well, yeah, no, no, no. I again more likely for me than anybody else at I, any time. I, 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 I get where you're coming from. And what, what I was trying to say is that there are also issues with uh, graduated doctors choosing specialties where there are no jobs. I just heard of a story of, of someone who graduated with a, he was the head resident in a very complicated surgical specialty, and there's no job. So he's going to the States after we have paid for much of his education. On the other hand, with something like geriatrics, which we need, and there's a shortage of, there's a shortage of. So we have to manage that better. I think if we are paying a big part of the bill for medical school, you know, it has to match up a bit with what we need. And I hear you that you can't find what you're looking for. And we're also coming into a period of a, a, a lot of doctors, baby boomer doctors are, are going to be retiring. Of course. Of course. Okay. Of course. Thank so you. I just wonder how many other people have this on their list. And, and if you would like to know who I'm voting for, here's my answer. I don't know, but I know who it's not. And it is not Ford. I think he's done a dismal, dismal job in four years. And if he gets in, I have to go to night school and take a course that'll teach me how to put up with him for the next four years. <laughs> okay. Thank right, you, you for that. Have a great day and thank you. Bye-bye. 
And you know what? It's very interesting, and it really jives with what the pollster, Daryl Bricker, was saying. And he was saying the thing about Doug Ford is that a lot of our leaders, a lot of our most successful leaders, like Bill Davis, they were bland people. I mean, even think about Dalton McGinty, bland people. Doug Ford is not a bland person, and people seem to either really like him or really dislike him with uh, not that much in between. So I don't, I don't know about that because uh, I don't know the level of enthusiasm for reelecting him, even from people who will be doing that. So that's just another thing to throw out there. Now, right now, we've got to take our first break. Let me give the numbers again before we go to break. 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. We've been talking about the election. What is important to you there? We talked about Roe versus Wade. We talked about leaf blowers. Uh, there is a move to ban them. A lot of ratepayers associations want to do that. It's going to be going before Toronto City Council very soon. So give us a shout with whatever is on your mind, and we'll be back after the break. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight back with Libby Snymer. When one considers the meaning of life, it is a struggle between alternative viewpoints of life itself. A free-for-all Friday. And without the ability to defend one's own viewpoint against other, perhaps more aggressive ideologies, then reasonableness and moderation could quite simply disappear. Name your topic and be as deep as you like, as long as there's a point in there somewhere. Here is Libby Snymer. Welcome back to this free-for-all Friday. I'm going to get right to the phones. We've got Ray in Vaughn. Hello, Ray. Hi, Ray. This new highway, what is it, 413? Yep. Yeah, I hope that that gets built because we need a highway to get this traffic in uh, Toronto really moving up. I drive it every day, and when I hit Milton, it's just a disaster to the other side. I don't know why any party would not want this highway built. We need it, and we need it bad. And far as for Doug Ford, I think he has done a great job, and I definitely will be voting conservative. Okay. I mean, uh, in terms of Highway 413, the reason people oppose it, two reasons. Number one, it is going through a lot of very sensitive agricultural environmental land. That's number one. And the other thing is, they challenge the assumptions. So the government says for somebody who goes all the way on it, and believe me, there are a few people who do that, they'll save right. half an hour. But what the people who oppose it say, uh, say that it, it's only going to save a, a very minimal amount yeah, of well, time. Yeah, well, obviously then people who oppose it, they don't drive it every day. They don't drive on the current ones, yeah. And it's going to take 10 years. Yeah, I drive transport every day, Libby. When I hit Milton to the 400, it's just stop and go, stop and go. So but anyways. let me ask you this. One of the yep. alternative ideas is to somehow get a dedicated truck lane on the 407. What do you think of that? Well, that would probably be all right, too. But I don't know. Like, I, I just don't think if we got another lane on that 407, I still don't think it's going to move the traffic uh, fast enough. Yeah, We're getting population is building and building, but I think if we had another highway and maybe another lane on the 407, the both together, we get this traffic moving, you know. Okay, well, it's just, you know, the the 407 yeah. is uh, underutilized because it's so yeah. darn expensive. Yes, it is, yeah, yeah. Okay, Ray, thanks very much for your call. Yeah. Yeah, thank you, Libby. Okay, well, we have an answer for Ray. You know, I think that the PCs were probably thinking of people like Ray. Uh, They're really focusing on this highway, and uh, Ray likes it. On the other hand, how many people would vote against the PCs because of the highway? I am wondering about that, because it does seem to me 
to be the kind of issue that people could really, uh, you know, would really focus on, but maybe I'm wrong. Let us go to Kim in Newmarket. Hi, Kim. Hi. How are you, Libby? I'm fine. Go ahead. You're on the air. Okay. Uh, Yes. I was wondering why we're speaking about leaf blowers when there's about 6 million people who are prisoners in their own country, unable to fly, to leave the country, or use rail services. Why is this not being discussed or brought in this forum? Why do we not hear about this in the media? I bet that a lot of the general public aren't even aware of this. What are you talking about? Pardon? Are you talking about the lineups here? I'm not, I'm not sure what you're referring to. No, uh, Mr. Trudeau is preventing anyone who isn't fully vaccinated from leaving the country. Oh, well, uh, I... Um, uh, Why are we leaving, not discussing that? Um, that's a long-standing thing. I mean, uh, uh, those restrictions will probably be lifted fairly soon, but that's a safety issue. And, uh, you know, uh, it's other countries that have a say in it, too. You can't enter those countries. You know, um, I don't know. Uh, the anti-vax thing, uh, I have to say that it really boggles the mind. It really does. I don't understand why people think that not only do they have a choice with themselves, and they do, but they can be infecting all kinds of people and prolonging the pandemic. We just want to get out of it. I mean, get a shot and get out of it. But you know what? It's waning now. It seems to be finally waning, but who knows if we'll get yet another wave in the fall. And there's just yet another study that the people who are not vaccinated are contributing to this. Okay. Beth in North York. Hi, Beth. Hi, Lily. Libby. Libby, sorry. Thank you for for taking my call. Sure. Um, I wanted to talk about seniors in home care. Go ahead. Yes. Um, I'm 72, and I'm a retired licensed practical nurse. Right. Um, I looked after my mom for 13 years in my home. She was 88 when she came to us. She died in her bedroom with me holding her hand at 101. Wow. Uh, Knock whatever it is I'm knocking on on my desk here. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, um, I want to talk about the way we do home care. Um, I think Ontarians don't realize they could have it so much better. Um, I was really encouraged to write a letter to all our MPPs, and I did that. Um, I'm going to visit all the local candidates to talk about this issue. Um, After watching the um, CBC show on Denmark and how they do home care, yeah, and that we could have that here, and what a difference that would have made to my life and to my mom's life and to my family. It's, it's you know, it's a whole other system there, and it's also based on people in very different living situations where they're, they can be living in a, a small communal kind of a space that's home. It's not an institution. It's not run like an institution. And there's huge availability of home care. Sometimes people get it two and three times in a single day. Now, let me ask you this, Beth. Uh, the, the parties have offered, they have offered their own versions of fixing home care with numbers attached to them. So the liberals have a big plan. And the conservatives have a smaller plan, but they say they will beef it up. Is that what you will decide your vote on? Yes, it is. And actually, I, I'm not interested in the money they're going to throw at home care. I'm more interested in the changes they're going to make. I want to see the money going toward home care, um, um, home care and supports. For people, mm-hmm. um, I don't want to see more long-term care beds. I'm not saying we don't need long-term care. I'm saying diminish the long-term care and put the money into home care. Okay, Beth, thank you for that. Yeah. 
And also, um, I just want to say, like, since I've been talking to people about this issue, I've been getting, I put it on my Facebook page and I've put it on a local next door page and I've been getting emails back and it's just heartbreaking. It's just heartbreaking to know that what people are struggling with and, and every day, um, my girlfriend just wrote me that a friend of hers, mother's had to go into, um, they took the grandma and put her in a nursing home because her mother had a mental breakdown looking after her with no supports. Absolutely, Beth. Thanks for your call. Uh, there's, uh, you know what, I have to relook up the figure, but a lot of people who end up in nursing homes really could be cared for at home if there was sufficient home care. We know all of this. The parties have all kind of weighed in with their specific fix. The liberal one is quite robust with a very large amount of money, less money from the progressive conservatives. So I guess they all realize that they have to fix this. Let us move right along. Colleen in Hamilton. Hi, Colleen. Hi, how are you, Lloyd today? Fine, how are you? Good, good. I'm going to vote for NDP. Now, our representative wrapped at the door Easter day. She was canvassing, and I asked her, all these promises, are you going to come through with them? I said, because we do have a growing population. And I said, each constituency, you promised everything, but by the time you get here, you deliver nothing. And she said, no, we're going to improve home care. You're going to be able to stay in your own home. And she said, the dental care seniors are going to be included in the dental care and they're going to uh, build more housing for affordable housing for seniors. I just want to comment, uh, in Ottawa, they showed the housing, the um, gear-to-income housing. Well, I'm sorry, Trudeau should be disgusted. It's a block away from the Parliament buildings, and these poor people live in, in bad bug-infested units, cockroaches, the ceiling is caving in. I mean, it's just disgusting. So, needless to say, I will not be voting liberal. Okay, thank you for that, Colleen. Okay, you have a good day, Libby. You Keep too. Keep up the good work. Thank, thank you. you. Bye. Bye-bye. Let me give the numbers out again. 416-360-0740. Toll-free 1-866-740-4740. Interesting, uh, before the first break, we were hearing from people who say, Doug Ford all the way, and we've heard from some people who are voting for the opposition. And it it, it is breaking down a little bit towards what I told you about some of the polling. And it seems that the people who say they are voting basis on the basis of health care and what they think of the health care plans, they're voting for the opposition and highways. And, and other considerations, maybe they just like Doug Ford, think he's a better leader. They are voting for the progressive conservatives. And you know what? That kind of all makes sense, I guess. So again, the number is 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. And let's go to Murray in Malton. Hi, Libby. How are you? Fine. How are you? Oh, not bad. First of all, uh, could you ask Moses to uh, fully fund your show on Friday so more people have a chance to get in? <laughs> My show is fully funded. Yeah, instead of having commercials, you know. But anyway, I'd like to remind people that the 400, the 404, the 401 in a lot of areas, all these highways were built on farmland and swampland. So uh, putting another highway through uh, farmland, right? Would, They've been fighting it forever, but how are we supposed to move around? You know, it's a, if you don't have a highway, people are going to have to stay home. And uh, you, you're whoever was uh, said the connected communities and he wants to get rid of uh, single family homes and all that. That's ridiculous. A lot of people like to have a single family home. They don't want to live in a condo or an apartment building. Well, you know what? If you're buying a house now, especially if you're a first time buyer, you've got to be incredibly rich or uh, have access to uh, a lot of the bank of mom and dad to do yeah. that. 
because oh, exactly. even condos or townhomes or whatever you're talking about are are incredibly expensive in the GTA, and a sink, yeah. you know, a detached house is wow, way over a million bucks. Yeah, in this area, he's he's still like Kleinberg. You can still go to Kleinberg and find a cheaper home there, right? And that's where uh, this highway is going to be right by it, right? So that'll bring the property value up in there, but. Still, there's, there's a, you know, there's still a need for single-family homes, at least townhomes. Who wants to live stacked up? Okay, well, uh, you know, there. I see I'm here in Liberty Village, and there are a lot of young families who live in condos here stacked up. But, Murray, uh, have you decided who you're voting for? Uh, not really. I've decided who I'm not voting for, and that's liberal. Okay. Right. Uh, and, and Andrea Horvath, I... I I think she deserves a chance. She's got some good things going. But uh, I still think she's better as being the opposition. Okay. Interesting. Thank you, Murray, for your call. Okay. We have a first-time caller, Pat in Toronto. Hi, Pat. Hi there. How are you? Fine. How are you? I'm okay. It's the first time I've called in. Well, you got. that's why you got the bell. Oh, (laughs) I wanted to just, um, there are so many issues that are, you know, before us that need attention right now, but um, I particularly am interested in the topic of long-term care, being a senior myself, and I wanted to say uh, at least one thing. One of the, uh, last last night on TVO, um, on Steve Pakin, there was a panel discussion with various perspectives, and they went over each party's st- um, proposals for long-term care. Mm-hmm. And I found it um, very helpful in clarifying what is meant. So, if anyone is interested in this topic, you can, you know, you can catch it online. Okay, you know what? You can catch the show that I did on long-term care. On the Zoomer on Vision TV, you can uh-huh. catch that one online too. Okay. Uh, so yes, um, go ahead. What's your point? Otherwise, are you doing PR for uh, TVO? No, I'm not. I just thought it was extremely useful when it's sometimes hard for people to compare one platform with another. I thought it was very helpful that the Okay, that, well, that that's there. not the only place to do it, but go ahead. What's your thought? Okay. My thought is... Um, uh, for sure, the person I'm not going to vote for is uh, Mr. Ford, because uh, I think that he is doing nothing particular to change the quality of the system. He may be building more beds in the same fashion that we already have, and we've already seen how that those institutions have failed people. So I don't think that he's doing anything that is going to be different. I would like to see, as someone else mentioned, explorations of different systems of dealing with home care. For example, um, someone mentioned the Danish uh, system, but, you know, just, uh, you know, I know people who are involved with uh, bringing home to, uh, home care to people. Uh, it's a, it's a, everyone is very overworked. We don't have enough people doing it. I mean, it, it, these are not hidden problems. We've been hearing about it for years during the pandemic. And, you know, I really want to uh, support someone that is going to really address these issues instead of pretending to address the issues, which is, you know, what I think about the uh, current administration. I haven't decided whether I'm going to vote for Liberals or NDP yet. Okay, well, stay tuned, and hopefully that will help you make your decision. Uh, Thanks for your call. We always like to hear from first-time callers, and uh, there's there's another first-time caller waiting, and I will take that one after the break, along with your other calls. And before we go, the numbers, 416-360-0740, toll-free, 1-866-740-4740. We'll be right back. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight back with Libby Snymer, a free-for-all Friday. Step up, say your piece, and we promise not to interrupt. Just be lively about it. We have a lot of listeners hanging on your every word. Here is Libby Snymer. 
Welcome back to this free-for-all Friday. And as promised, we are going to start with another first-time caller. We've got Steve in Niagara. Welcome, Steve. Hi. Steve? Hello. Hello. You're on the air for the first time. Thank you so much. Yes. Uh, I guess, you know, I'm a senior, and I'm on a fixed income, okay? We have this high gas prices. We supposed to be the fourth largest oil producers in the world. And people don't understand. It's not when they go fill their truck up or their car at the gas station. It's when they go to the grocery store and everything went up like about, you know, like 75% on a lot of stuff that I usually buy. It's... You know, if the politicians had to pay for their own gas and fill their tanks, maybe they would do a little something to help the the people that are just struggling day to day. Hmm. That's, uh, you know, what I'm saying is just like people are hurting out there. They're having a hard enough time now in this gas prices. Like, what are we doing? Giving this gas away to somebody else to take it? It's like... These politicians, maybe they should, instead of making their big money, maybe bring them down and give them 30000 a year and let them see what it's like to live like the rest of the people. Hmm. And that's all I'd like to say. Thank you so much for taking my call. You're very welcome. Yeah, inflation, and it is true. You know, gas prices in our area have just reached a record over a dollar ninety a liter, and it's not just filling up your car, as Steve pointed out. The transportation is a big part of the costs in the grocery store. So, yeah, it is making it very difficult for a lot of people. The inflation rate is really through the roof. It's record-setting. It hasn't been like that for decades. So if you want to talk about that, give us a shout. Right now, I am going to take another first-time caller. We've got Doug in North York. Welcome. Hi, how are you doing? Fine, how are you? Doing good. I just want to say uh, I'm not going to be voting for Doug Ford. Go ahead. Yes? Yeah, I'm not going to be voting for Doug Ford. Uh, I'm going to be voting for the Liberals, I think. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Why? Because Doug Ford doesn't care about people who are Ontario disabilities, he hasn't given us an increase in our check for like four years. There was no mention in the budget of helping us out, and he doesn't do anything to help me out, you know. And why the Liberals as opposed to the NDP? Well, the NDP I don't know too much about, but the Conservatives have always, like even when Mike Harris came in, he never helped people on disabilities or welfare. And it's the same thing with Doug Ford. He does absolutely nothing. And I find when the Liberals are in power, they do protect people on disabilities, and they do give us increases in checks where the conservatives never do. And I don't know too much about the NDP, so I think I'm going to vote for a Del Duke and the Liberals. Okay, thank you for that. Okay, thank you. Have a good day. Thank Bye-bye. You. Well, actually, what a lot of people are saying, uh, the expert types, is that the real race is for the opposition, and the question is whether the NDP will remain in opposition or the Liberals will overtake them. And they're actually, in the most recent polls, doing better than the NDP. So that is another thing to watch. And I'd like to hear about it if you have thoughts on that. And boy, we are rich in first-time callers today. So let's go there again. We've got Chris and Markham, welcome. Hi, Chris. Hi, Libby. Go ahead. You're on the air. Uh, my biggest complaint so far has been um, the fact that the your family doctor is not in his office or her office. A uh, little story, the first year of the pandemic, when they were opening up everything in July, I called my doctor up and asked, when are you actually going to see people? And they said, okay, September whatever it was, second. So I took the day off. I made an appointment with an ear, nose, throat doctor. I saw him earlier, and he was standing about a foot away from me doing the exam. And then an hour before my appointment with my actual doctor, I got a call saying, 
Um, she's not coming in and we're going to do a, um, a phone call uh, the next day with the nurse practitioner. But I wanted a physical. I haven't had a physical in years. So how do you do a physical over the phone? Uh, good and question. It, just, it, was a, it was so frustrating. And I'm dealing with a nurse practitioner. Nothing against them. It's just that I haven't seen my doctor in a few years. So when are they going to be forced to go back into their offices? And I'm sure that'll take pressure off the um, emergency rooms in the hospitals. Well, I don't know that they're going to be forced, and I know that there have been directives telling them, hey, get back to the office. And I know that for a lot of them, it's, it's they will only do an in-person exam for certain things. And some people don't, they don't want to, <laughs> they don't want to. I know that my family doctor made me a certain specialist appointment, and, and they called immediately and said, we're scheduling a, a phone call for June or July. And I'm thinking, like, why don't you just send me a questionnaire, really? What is yeah. the use of that? But, uh, hey, I mean, it, it virtual medicine is very good for some things. And I think it's good for the patient, too, that you don't have to schlep into the office and wait. But uh, you're right. There, it's maybe being used too much. Anyway, I, I'm you know you should check with other doctors because I think it's all over the map. Some are back, some are not. Yeah, it's very frustrating. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All righty. And let us go to Peter in Exeter. Hi, Peter. How you doing? Fine. How are you? Uh, yeah, I want to talk about the gas prices. Like we were. <laughs> We were going to take a trip out west this year, drive out, but at two, almost $2 a liter, we won't be able to do that. And and it's going to affect the country drastically because of that. And how many people are going to lose money in between, you know, like with overnight stays and everything? And here we thought that this country was uh, um, sufficient with oil, you know, self-sufficient with oil and everything. And why should a war someplace 3,000 miles away affect affect our gas prices here in Canada or the United States for that matter. But there you go. But what the devastating effect for these high prices is going to be unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, and diesel is almost 40, 45 cents higher than a liter of, of gasoline. Well, <laughs> that's hard to believe because oil doesn't need to be refined like gasoline, but it's going to force up all the food prices and everything because they have to be delivered by a truck. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, I'm sorry to hear that that is going to affect your holiday plans because I think we all need a bit of a break. Yeah. But at those prices, uh, you know, $2 a liter almost uh, to drive out to Alberta and back would, would you'd have to take out a loan to pay for the fuel. Wow. <laughs> okay. Thanks. Okay. Let me, Let's go to Robert in Melville. Hi, Robert. Hello. I think they should take the HST off the gasoline. Okay. That would be about 20 cents. Uh-huh. What do you think? What do I think? Well, there have been some promises about certain aspects of the gas tax, and in the meantime, they've uh, added the carbon tax. So, um, you know, um, I think gas is really high. It, personally, it doesn't affect me that much because I don't drive very far. But... Um, it's really hard on people, and it's really affecting the price of food at the grocery store, which is really tough. Well, if we took the uh, environmental tax off and the HST, there's still lots of taxes there. Yep, there and, you uh, got that right. And I think that they should consider it. Okay, well, I hope they're listening. And, you know, in terms of the provincial part of that tax, we have an election coming. So... Talk it up somehow. Okay, thanks a lot. Okay, bye. Bye-bye. Okay, and we have another first-time caller who's been waiting very patiently. <phone rings> Leslie in East York. Hi, Leslie. Hi, how are you today? Fine, how are you? Welcome. Good, Good. thank you very much. Another first-time caller. Pardon? Um, yes. Another first-time caller. Go ahead. Um, I overheard a conversation the other day 
at a, on a patio, um, a person I thought wasn't a friend of mine. And he was talking about friendships and saying he had no friends. There was no such thing as friends anymore. That uh, between cell phones and our, uh, you know, computers and everything else, everybody's taking their time on those and not forming friendships. Meanwhile, when I sat down beside him, he got on his phone and he started <laughs> going on a website. And I well, couldn't talk to him. Well, exactly. You know, we're so distracted. And it's sometimes, I mean... There, especially with younger people, like you, you go out to a restaurant when presumably you're going out to spend time with your friends and everybody there is on their phones. Everybody at a table going out is on their telephones and nobody is looking each other in the eye and talking to them. That's right. I'm a, I'm a welder. I don't use my computer, period. I, re- I rarely even use my, my email on my phone except for, you know... Um, Really important things. I won't even go to my emails. I what? Just, you know, I, I like to communicate. I like, I like to, you know, go into the bank and see your teller or you know, go to a restaurant and actually talk to your friends or it, it just doesn't exist anymore. Like I'm, I'm trying to move past. I can't find anybody to help me. And I remember 20 years ago, everybody would step up to the plate for you. Yeah. You have, you have trucks, you have friends, you have, this doesn't exist anymore. I think cell phones should be banned outside of the home. Period. Oh, that's a bit radical. I don't think that's going to happen. No, I, I get it. But the other side of the coin is how you get friends again. You know, well, they exist. Yeah, well, uh, I don't know, sports or uh, volunteering, those kinds of things. Yeah, I get it. But I just wanted to share that with everybody. Thank you. Okay. Bye-bye. Okay, where are we going from here? Another first-time caller. Welcome, Annie in Mississauga. Hi, Annie. Hi, how are you, Libby? I'm fine. How are you? Please go ahead. I'm good, thanks. Well, my concern is really that uh, I, first of all, will not be voting for Doug Ford and the Conservatives. And I think people really need to remember long and hard how this whole pandemic was handled from the long-term file the number of de- long-term care file, the number of deaths, the school file, lifting the mask mandates too early, which really drove this second, the sixth wave of the pandemic, the Highway 413 debacle, and the very fact that he's kept the health care staff to a 1% increase, and the staff are exhausted, and we can't keep people, nurses especially. We're in a, a real crisis, and they've known about this. Mm-hmm. So are you voting on the health care or on the pandemic record or or what? What is it or is it that you just don't like Doug Ford? Well, I know. I just think it's I think he doesn't listen or whoever he was. His um, advisors were were tone deaf to a lot of what was actually happening out there. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that he really keeps this whole seniors file in terms of as one of the future or one of your other callers mentioned the, um, the, you know, that Danish model that they use. You know, there isn't anything in the works about that with the Conservatives. And I think, you know, we, we are the huge voting um, block for the Conservatives traditionally. And Absolutely. so I will definitely not be voting for the Conservatives. And you know what? Uh, honestly, I think that uh, they think, well, the older demo or a lot of the older demo always comes to us and maybe he thinks they don't have anywhere to go else and taking them for granted. And I think that's not a good strategy. Neither do I. So I really hope people remember what we've been through. And, you know, he's talking highways and concrete and the other parties are talking um, uh, programs for the actual population. I think that says it right there. Okay. Anyway, thank thank you you very much. Okay. And uh, we don't have too much time left, but I'm going to take one more first-time caller, Sandra in Hamilton. Hi, Sandra. Welcome. Hi, Libby. Great show. Thank you. Um, I have two comments. Um, first of all, that the, the um, doctor's not going into work. I feel that um, I've been very blessed to have a doctor throughout the pandemic. She has seen patients. However, the OMA has way, way too much power because nurses cannot say they're not going to see their patients. They are um, predominantly female, 
Yeah. And I think, I don't know the numbers, but I do believe that the OMA um, is predominantly male. And there again, you have that disparity. So they should get back to work. Everybody has to get back to work. I, I there, you know, I, I don't know that it's a male female thing. There's definitely a doctor nurse divide yes, for sure. Definitely. But there are a lot of female doctors who will not go into the office or very rarely. Right. So well, I, it's time I, they, they, they were mandated back. This is ridiculous. Anyway, um, on the election front, um, I don't like Doug Ford, and I don't like the conservative government. They've always been for big business, and again, they're portraying that as their um, stance on health care is, is ridiculous. Um, you know, we do need home care that is good for people, good home care. We, it's only fair that we get in good home care. Okay. So I think the... the I'm hoping to vote for the uh, NDP. The Liberals, I don't know who sold off, um, I don't know who was in power who sold off the 407, but they all seem Mike to Harris. Have <laughs> sell off things that make money for the government. And now he's telling us about highways. That's just crazy. Okay. I mean, there is traffic, lots of traffic, but if they had not sold off the um, 407, we would be using that. That would be, uh, that was Mike Harris that did that. Sandra, thanks for that. And there are a lot of people who oh. say we can change some of the arrangements for the 407 uh, to make it better utilized. Thank you for your call. Thank you all for your calls. I'm looking at the clock. That's all the time we have for Fight Back for today and for the week. We'll be back here on Monday, and we will be touching on all the important topics throughout the week, and we will talk then. Have a great weekend. Oh, and I almost forgot, happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.